the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones this hour, 888-825-5225. My co-host today, Ken Coleman of The Ken Coleman Show, author of the number one best-selling book, From Paycheck to Purpose. He is our Ramsey personality, specializing in jobs and careers. you got questions along those lines. We're certainly here to help. The phone number, 888-825-5225. Mark is in Detroit. Hey, Mark, what's up? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call today. How are you guys doing? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? Good. Uh, my wife and I are 42, 42 and 41 years old, and we've made it to baby step seven. And I'm calling with a question on what we do as far as an intentional act uh, for our goal that we have for retirement. Um, we own everything that we have. We have zero debt, zero credit cards, and uh, I think about $350,000 in an investment um, portfolio at the bank. And my question is, is um, our goal is to purchase land in Eastern Tennessee and uh, build a house and retire there. Um, in about seven to 10 years. And the question is, when do we pull that money out to purchase it? Um, because I know land in that side of the state goes up kind of quick and yeah. investments can raise too. So when do we pull that trigger? Is it sooner rather than later, or do we do it right before we are ready to build and move down there? Yeah, I would do it right before you move down there. The land, land in East Tennessee isn't going up any faster than anywhere else. That's not, I mean, I'm, grew up i mean i was born there i grew up in tennessee i've been doing real estate deals all over tennessee and including the mountains of east tennessee so no it's 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 good it's a good it's a good plan i love your plan but it's not like you know you're going to get priced out of the market or something so what do you make um so my wife and i our take home is a hundred and fifty thousand dollars excellent and yeah good for you so okay so you got seven years to pile up some cash what's the size of this project do you think money wise um, I'm guessing between purchasing the land and building it, that we're aiming some probably were around eight hundred, eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. And our current home is worth five fifty to six hundred. Okay. Um, and with the money that we have in the bank and the money that we can make uh, between now and then when we're retired, you have the money now. Fine. If you sold your okay. house, you could go do it now, but you're just not ready to do it right now. Yeah, it's a matter of it's a matter of uh, I have seven and a half years to go until I retire, and yeah. when I retire, I'll have a pension for the rest of my life and my wife's life. And yeah, but my uh, point is, the five hundred fifty thousand dollars house plus three hundred fifty thousand dollars in investment portfolio today, you've got the money, right? Correct. So, I mean, if you liquidate both those, boom, we got it. Now you'd have no money left after you did the deal, but you got the money. Right. So, so you got seven years to build your nest egg, is what it amounts to. Now, your three hundred fifty thousand invested at the bank is that um, in good growth stock mutual funds? Yes, sir. Okay. And so, if the money earns ten percent, it will double every seven years. Yes. Sir. So that three fifty will be seven hundred. Okay. Oh, by the way, your five hundred fifty thousand dollars house is going to be approaching a million dollars by the time you get to seven years. Right. Okay. So right there's a million seven. That's with adding nothing to what you've already got, and of course you're going to add to it. Am I right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we're we're expecting to try and throw at least sixty thousand at it every year. Yeah. So what I would do if I were in your plan 
is I would enjoy the adventure of this whole plan. Yeah. And that means I'm going to, uh, in about three years, I'm going to have a big old pile of cash added to that 350 in some good investments. And I'm going to spend a year poking around the hills of East Tennessee, figuring out where mm-hmm. I want to set up camp here. Yeah, we had, that's where most of our money has come from actually, that, uh, we had some real estate down there and then we sold it, um, when all, you know, when everybody started moving to that, to that area. So we sold it and then we've just invested that money. So, um, we have an idea of where we want to go and we've kind of been poking around that area. Okay. So we sold it still, but the adventure continues then, right? Yes, sir. Mark, (laughs) it's okay to go ahead and buy the land as long as you're ready to pay cash for it. Yep. Yeah. It's my, my wife, uh, sort of like a baby step slash yes, ma'am program. So, um, she is very much on, uh, purchasing everything with cash, no mortgages ever again. And I'm very much on board with that. So So what do you think you're going to spend on the land? Um, well, it, it kind of depends. First, we started out with mountains and we were thinking about a hundred thousand. And then, uh, then when she saw mountains with a lake, uh, so that budget got a little bit higher. So we're, I'm, I'm going to try, I think we're trying to limit ourselves to no more than one fifty. Well, so you could market. buy the land whenever you find it then. Yes, sir. That's, that's the question. Well, that's okay. But you don't have to um, buy it because it's going to go up. Buy it now yeah, or do we wait? I'm just going to, I like, I I like the art of the deal. I like hunting for stuff, looking for a bargain, finding the right thing, walking away from you. You have ab, you have seven years to discover the coolest property of all for one hundred and fifty to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and write a check for it when you find it. But there's right. no rush. Yeah, Mark, I'm curious. Do you plan to never work again, or do you plan to just take a couple years and see what happens? Uh, so I'm probably going to, after seven years, uh, my, my kids will have three more years of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably work until, uh, they're all out of high school and into college and we're already putting money away for them for college as well. So they can go so to you're gonna work from free. East Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I'd love okay. to. Okay. I wouldn't mind it at all. I, I, I figured I have to do something. I can't just. Well, you probably ought phone, to do but, something anyway. Yeah. It's just good for yep. you. Yeah. Man, it's not yeah. made to completely retire and do nothing. I I agree. People die it's just when a matter they do that. Of, uh, trying to figure out, and that's what I'm working on now too. Is what do I do when I retire? Well, and the reason I um, ask the question is because that brings in some money to this equation that we haven't talked about yet. It's not like you're going to completely go from from what you're making now to zero. So it just it just furthers what Dave is saying, man. Just go enjoy it and find the right place when you find it. But you don't need to go buy something now because it's going to price you out right. between now and seven years. It's not. Okay, it's not. And, but I would enjoy the process of looking for a good deal on a killer piece of land with some lake frontage or whatever it is you're looking for there. That would be neat. I wouldn't, and there's some beautiful stuff in the area you're talking about. I mean, world-class. It's pretty country. It's it's beautiful country. It really is. So yeah, there you go. That's what I would do. Now that the cool thing about this is that you're going to be fine because you're actually doing it on purpose. Where people screw up with this kind of stuff is when they just they wake up one morning and go, "Oh God!" And then they just you know you know and they just have this moment and then they go. That's when you go buy a beach property that you yeah. should have never bought. Land fever. Ever. Yeah, you just get this weird thing going, <laughs> and then and then you wake up three months later, going, I, "The guy in my mirror is an idiot." Yeah, that kind of stuff. Because he who is impulsive exalts folly. Mark is the opposite end of that. He's yeah. super intentional planning way way out there 
Um, yeah, very, very interesting. Very interesting. Hey, good call, man. Good work. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry, but I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions at 888-825-5225. Jonathan in Idaho gives us our question of the day. All right. Sorry, Dave. I was slow on the draw. Here it is. Uh, I was wondering if you have an opinion on the proposed Fair Tax Act that would eliminate federal taxes, impose a national sales tax on new goods purchased, and eliminate the IRS as we know it. (laughs) That's the perfect question for the two of us. I don't know two people that hate taxes more than me and Dave Ramsey. Um, Well, I've always been a fan of this. In fact, I lived for years in Atlanta, and Neil Bortz, who was a well-known local talk radio guy, you're probably friends with Neil. I know Neil well. uh, He was a big proponent of this and and, and wrote a book on it. Went on a show several times back in the day talking about this. Yeah, and I I like Best-selling book on it. Best-selling book on this very issue. And uh, I'm not going to endorse the book, nor am I going to endorse the policy, but I like the direction that it's heading, uh, and I'll tell you why. Um, I, I think a sales tax... Uh, it, it forces the consumer to kind of deal with it, and, and it's not the federal government mandating what is taken from my income. Um, I, I like the flat tax idea, which is really the the guts of what Neil Bortz was was kind of proposing, and that's everybody pays the same tax rate. There's this cultural divide now that the media uh, and, and a lot of people on the left have created this fairness doctrine that the person who makes more should have to pay a higher percentage. And it's become this virtuous idea. And in all reality, if you look at the actual data, now folks, some of you are going to get offended right now and that's okay, but here's what I want you to do. While you're getting offended, I want you to actually go on this thing called Google and I want you to do your own research. Be brave enough to research what I'm saying, because here's what you'll find. Most people in America in fact, it's right below 50%, I no, believe. It's, it's now 51%. 51%, Dave, corrects me. Don't pay any federal, federal income, income tax. tax. And yet we're going and after... Wait a minute. And let's go a step further. Yeah, sure. And a large number of that group not only don't pay, right. they receive... That's correct. ...the unearned income tax credit. That's right. Meaning they get money back from the government. It's only it's not back from the government because they never gave it to them in the first place. You it's an entitlement. It's they are given that's right their, their lives are subsidized and and you're not you're not evil if that's you okay yeah. we're not mad at you about that that's the system that's in place but 51 percent of americans pay absolutely nothing yeah so this idea in the federal income tax program right. that that's not that's not fair that's right so then they say not only that's happening but now they want to have people who are wealthy who help create jobs by the way it help create enough tax income 
for all of the entitlements that those 51% get, you want to put more burden on those folks. So I love the flat tax that is kind of well, – uh, The fair tax is a sales tax. It's exactly. not the flat tax. I know. But I, I love the actual flat tax on an income tax because I think that that is truly equitable and everybody now is paying the same amount. And so, you know, well, there, I'm a the, fan of The that. actual fair tax act is not – up for vote it's that not so Jonathan, i don't know the way i don't know where you got this that it's actually happening yeah, it's not it's not even close to happening it's a it's a uh a, a, you know a discussion to try to get people jacked up and yeah. it's been going on for 20 plus years that book is worth reading because the biggest gripe that people have mathematically and it's a fair argument um it is that under a fair tax, a uh, an ad valorem tax, a sa- national sales tax, and no income tax at all, then you would have to, you would need to, it would, for it to be correct, uh, for it to be equitable, not fair, mm-hmm. for it to be equitable. And Bortz's proposal, the actual fair tax people are proposing this, you would have exemptions on things like food. Yep. Because if you make thirty thousand dollars a year and you pay in or you pay sales tax on everything you buy, you end up paying a larger percentage of your income in taxes than say I would, mm-hmm. and that's not equitable. Correct. Okay, uh, I wouldn't want a single mom making twenty thousand to have, uh, you know, have a, a higher tax rate than I do. Yeah, that's not right. And so you have to have some exemptions in there on income and on types of purchases to make the thing start to have some more equity to it. But the beauty of it is you consume, you choose. That's correct. Now, in the state of Tennessee, this is actually what we have. We have a moderately to high sales tax, nine and three quarter percent, about 10 percent, okay, is our sales tax in the state of Tennessee. And uh, we have zero income tax. And our economy is booming. Yes. Yeehaw. Because because people come here like crazy mm-hmm. that are producing things like jobs and businesses. And they come here, they're, they're moving in here. Same thing with Texas, same thing with Florida. The, the states that don't have an income tax have prospered inordinately. Art Laffer has written a lot about this. That's right. And uh, so it's a very interesting discussion. Now, you can get all pissed off and lefty or righty about it one way or the other if you want. But that's, you know, the, you probably ought to just listen to one of those political shows to do all that stuff. That, that That's not political. This is math. Right. Okay. Uh, it is not equitable, not fair, for people to pay absolutely zero. That's correct whether they're rich or whether they're poor and 51% of Americans pay zero income tax at the federal level, zero, none. That's a half of you. And it kind of describes why the voting falls where it does. It actually, the voting falls about that way. Okay. On national elections. And so, you know, and it, and it, you're right. It has been trumped up by the, that's bad, bad phrasing, but bad phrasing. Yes, but right. It's been it's been pushed by the uh, the media because they can sell hate. That's correct. And you know, make the poor people hate the rich people. The rich people hate the poor people. Yeah. All this kind of stuff. This class division mm-hmm. thing. And it, you know, if we can create division and keep people angry, they'll keep watching our news channel. And that's not a good plan. So, uh, I mean, I've spent a lot of time I, back 20 years ago. I, I was on board to show several times. We discussed this. It was a very interesting discussion. Yeah, it's, it's well good, thought out. It's a good intellectual yep. exercise. But Jonathan, here's the truth. 
It's not going to happen. <laughs> that's that's the other side of it. Okay. Yep. You're, you're not going to get right. a fair tax, a national sales tax, to do away with the IRS. Your, your lips to God's ears that the IRS went away, but <laughs> uh, but they're not going. It, it's There's too much going on here. I mean, here's the thing. You put the income tax business out of business, and the, I mean, you're talking about H&R Block, TurboTax oh. are gone. Gone. Oh, yeah. Just poof. Well, all the entitlements. nothing to do. All those government agents. You think they're going to be for this? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. The entire establishment will never allow this to happen. The people could make it happen, but outside of that, that's a whole yeah, different show. Yeah, you'd have show. to just fire everybody's a whole butt that's up show. there, which yeah. really would be a great idea. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. It would be. But, you know, it's interesting. You know, because when you start looking at this, you got to understand, too, that you, we hear inflation in the news every day. Let's talk about one of the most hot bed issues, uh, hot button issues in America right now is inflation. But here's the deal. If, 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 if the people of America in mass, let's say they got a hold of what we teach here on the Ramsey Show, and they all started budgeting, and they went to the envelope system, they used those wallets, and they did everything the way we teach, and they said, you know what? We're going to severely cut back on all of our excess spending. Okay? Four walls, that's it. Watch how prices would come down, Dave, because these could yeah. the target and Walmart, if Rams, they'd if all Ramsey go, wait a minim- If Ramsey met the minimalists, I can't even yeah. say it, minimalists yeah. in, the, in the marketplace, yeah. and all of America adopted. For 90 know, days, Dave, I think 90, oh, 90 days, days is you, all it would be take. like It'd be like putting people on strike. Yeah, and then watch, it, it watch would, prices come down. It would shut down. the freaking place down. Yeah, yeah you, you'd get some uh, bozo's attention. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I mean Bezos' attention. <laughs> it would put yeah. some dent in the inflation, yeah, because but we spend like drunken sailors as Americans. Credit cards no, at an all-time high. Sailors get a bad reputation. Drunken congressmen. That's a fair point. They spend a lot more. That's true. Sorry, don't sailors. Mess, don't be messing with our sailors. Both They're my grandfathers people. were in the Navy. I should That's stipulate. Right. It uh, is a great old saying, and it I it, it was more <laughs> more stereotypically true in the old days. But yeah, there we go. Oh, so Jonathan, sorry. It's a good thing to give us a little soapbox on here, but appreciate you asking the question. Not going to happen. Um, wouldn't make any of us mad if something like this or something it, moved yes. this direction where everybody, everybody ought to put something in the, you know, everybody ought to put something in the pot. You ought, yeah. you ought to pay your military. That's right. You ought to pay for your interstate you're driving on. Everybody ought to put something in. This is the Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Abby's with us. Hey, Abby, how are you? Hey, Dave and Ken. Good. How are you? Great. How are you? You look like happy, Abby. I'm super happy. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Where do you live? I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. Awesomeness. And how much debt have you paid off, Abby? I paid off $51,511. Cool. How long did this take? 29 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that two and a half years? Um, I started out at forty-eight thousand, and um, with all the other jobs, up to sixty-eight thousand. Cool. What do you do for a living? Um, I was working as a cancer um, at a cancer research organization as an administrative officer, but I just um, started my own business and went full time in January. Uh, I'm a pet care professional. Oh, cool, <laughs> cool. Making more than you were. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Good for you. So what kind of uh, debt was the $52,000? Um, everything. So um, student loans, uh, credit cards, um, a family loan, medical debt, a car. So about... Kind of normal. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 32. Okay. So 
What happened when you're 30 years old and you're looking around going, this is not working? How'd you get connected to this Ramsey way? So uh, I first heard about you from my sister. She's my twin over here, uh, Rebecca. She um, got her and her family, um, they got out of debt using your program too. Um, and then she told me about it and she gave me your book for Christmas. But of course, I didn't care too much. I put it in a closet um, oh, you're for a couple that years. Twin. I am that twin. <laughs> the evil twin. <laughs> no. <laughs> but she, yeah, she gave it to me and I didn't really yeah, pay too much attention to it. But I did have every dollar for a couple of years. I just didn't really get into it. But um, meanwhile, around, you're watching her <laughs> succeed. She was listening to it and I was just like, well, yeah, but cool. you're watching her succeed. You watch, you knew she was doing good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Then what what snapped? Um, so I think around COVID, um, is the thick of COVID 2020 and August September. Um, I was already going through a really difficult time, like emotionally with relationships and financially. It was really hard. I would always look in my bank account and see like negative 75 cents on a Tuesday, and I don't get paid till Thursday, and no gas in the tank. Yeah. Um, so that was like often. Um, something that happened to me and then I would always have to like borrow money from a friend my sister <laughs> she would like um and it was embarrassing um and like even like one time and uh, I was on a work trip and I was supposed to um I, got, I arrived to the work trip I thought the hotel was paid for trip um I had kind of screwed up and didn't have the hotel paid for so they asked for my credit card card and I had no money so I kind of had like a panic at the mini panic attack in the hotel room again had to borrow money for a short time to get that paid off. Um, and it was one of many of those things um, that happened. And I just was sitting in um, actually with a counselor at the time and she was doing the same thing, um, your program, to get out of debt. God, he's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> and I thought like, maybe I'll just start listening to like the Ramsey Show and just see what happens. And so I, I started listening to it then. Um, and then I figured, why don't I just go and um, do financial peace? So, um, I started that. I didn't know how I'd get my first first thousand uh, because when I did my budget, there was like over budget even after I did like all the minimum payments. But somehow in the first uh, couple months, I got my first thousand and then I just started paying off. Um, I got like a extra eight extra jobs um, throughout the two years. What was your best extra job um, money-wise? I would say like probably either like pet sitting or chipped. Those interesting pretty, now yeah. i gotta know did that spark the interest to this new self-owned business you entrepreneur you debt-free entrepreneur you yeah. and actually thanks to you too yeah it was um i've already always loved animals and i've uh -huh. already been working with animals for a long time and i had no idea how i'd like be able to make money like working for animals because i would use like the apps where they kind of take part of a portion of your pay um um, if you're working so I started um, I figured out if I raised my prices I could um, start my own business and so I and then word of mouth goes crazy yeah, yeah. I have a good lot of for people you. yeah that's incredible very busy already <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you people Americans what they'll spend on their pets yeah. is absurd and you are the beneficiary of that good for you yeah they'll spend more on them than their kids you know. <laughs> Pretty much. way to go way to go yeah. how's it feel to be free uh, it's so awesome it's definitely a weight uh -huh. off my shoulder yeah well you're smiling bro that's for sure i'm so proud of you okay now you've been through all this stuff you kind of resisted for a while yeah. and then you went all in uh what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is um it's 
Okay, so definitely just like believing. I know you, if you think you can't do it, you can do it because I did never think I could do it. I've never saved, I've never had any money in my bank account like ever in my whole life. And now I do. Um, and like just waking up every day, it it's a, could be a good day, whether it's a good day or a bad day, just like um, the one thing that doesn't change is like your goal to be debt free. Mm. That never changed for me. Mm. Mm. Changed your confidence overall, didn't it? Yeah, it changed everything. Now like, that you've got some money in the bank mm -hmm. because it means you are in control now. Yep. There's some a agency, some idea that you have the dignity of your destiny in your hands. Yeah. And then you go open a business and it's going to go zoom, zoom. Yeah, never this thought so I would cool. do that ever. <laughs> That's so cool. So proud of you. Thank you. Very well done. And I'm sure Rebecca is. Yes. They came down here to cheer you on. Yep. Right? They're her yeah. whole family. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. They should. They should. Very good. Well, we're proud of you here. Way to go. Absolutely well done, Abby. Excellent, excellent job. We've got the uh, Live and Give bundle for you to say thanks for coming all the way down here from Indianapolis to do your debt-free scream. That's the Total Money Makeover book. Uh, and the Baby Steps Millionaires book, that one's uh, uh, that's definitely your path from here on. And uh, another membership to Financial Peace University, you can give that to someone and help them get started on their journey because I'm sure a couple people have asked what happened that caused that big smile because I bet it's different now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Very, very well done. Abby from Indianapolis, $52,000 paid off in 29 months, making 48 to 68. Most importantly, though, lands in her own new business, and that just, this is how America works. I love it. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free. Yeah. There it is. That's how it works right there. Oh, man. Beautiful job. Absolutely fabulous. Fabulous. That She's inspiring. Oh, completely. Now, she goes from victim her whole life financially to now she's a victor. She's in total charge. Got an incredible future. Doing something she loves. It's unbelievable. It, well, no, that's not true. It's very believable. We see this all the time. Yeah. And you've been seeing these career breakthroughs like this on your show everywhere. Now we're going to take it on the road. we got the career breakthrough oh, events yes. in Kansas City, April the 20th, Chicago, May 16th, Atlanta, Georgia, May 18th, and Dallas, Texas, May 23rd with Ken Coleman. What are you going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about the formula to make sure you break through what's been holding you back professionally and financially. Dave, you said for decades that your income is your greatest wealth building tool, and we also know that everybody longs to make their mark in this world. World. So we're going to be talking about clarity, confidence, and courage. They're not a mystery. That's a formula. Because if you want to break through it, even financially in your life, you've got to have clarity, which will give you confidence to step out and courage to stay on the path. And then, which is as actually you know, what Abby did. That's exactly what she did. Yeah. She she saw a plan. Not only in her starting her business, but in getting out of debt. So the baby steps are clear path getting clear what's the problem what's the solution and she got clear and then she got to around people at financial peace and that's where the confidence comes in that she can do it and then she stayed with it so uh it's going to be a fun event dave these are uh these are really fun and intimate theaters i'm going to be taking questions live from the crowd uh after speaking and sharing that formula so that people can walk away with absolute confidence to do what they were created to do and here's the benefit of that more money and more meaning Cool. That's what we're going to give people is the the ability to get over. Dave, you hear this all the time. Imposter syndrome, fear of failure. 
I, I got an idea. Which is the best idea? That's what we're going to be addressing. People that want to get ahead financially and professionally. Career breakthrough events are going to be small, intimate events where yes. you're able to take questions and deal with it and help people all the way through. You're going to get a get clear assessment as part of your $50 ticket. Yep. And they're going to be Kansas City, Chicago, Atlanta, Dallas, all in April and May. To get your tickets, go to RamseySolutions.com slash events. Don't miss it. Ken is coming to a city near you. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. This is The Ramsey Show. Common sense for your life and your dollars and cents. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Charlotte's in Burlington, Vermont. Hi, Charlotte. How are you? Hi, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. How can we help? Yeah. Um, Well, first of all, I just kind of want to preface with a lot of this stuff is new to me. Um, I've kind of just been a big saver most of my life. So now I'm kind of learning a lot more from you and other people in my life about just handling my money better. So, um, yeah, I am kind of at a place where, like I said, I had secured like 45,000 in my savings and my parents and other people are like, you got to kind of do something with that money. Um, I am debt free, so there's not, um, that going on anymore. Uh, but I, yeah, I basically have set up a Vanguard account and I don't have retirement through my job. So I, I put like 12,000 in a Roth IRA, but then I have that remaining, um, like 23,000. And it's kind of one of those things where I'm not really sure what to do with it. Um, I, I don't, like I said, it's not in my savings anymore. I want to be investing it in, and, um, doing something with that money, but I'm not necessarily sure what direction to go in. I don't have like an immediate goal. It's like, well, I want to buy a house at this point, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so I just kind of want to be wise and planning for the future, but doing something with that money now. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you're doing great by the way. You're, you're, you're in the top, you're in the top three or 4% of Americans. Cause you actually save money, which makes you very, yeah. very weird in a good way. Okay. So, um, that, that's very cool. Good job. All right. So the first thing we Thank teach you. people to save for is for emergencies and you should mm-hmm. have some of this money set aside in a simple money market account just for emergencies. And the amount is three to six months of household expenses. What's it take you to operate yeah. if you had no income for three months and six months and somewhere between there would be the amount. Do you have any money earmarked for emergencies now? I do. I have about like 12,000 set okay. aside. And what which, do you make? Yeah. I make 44,000 a year. Okay. That's probably pretty close. Okay. So if you wanted to put a little bit more in, it wouldn't hurt anything, but twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 is probably going to be in really nice emergency fund. And you never touch okay. that except for emergencies. Right. Once you label that account, the emergency fund, you can't use that money unless it's an emergency. Okay. And I want a new car is not an emergency. Right. I want to go on a trip is not an emergency. You following me? Yes. Okay. So we've got that money labeled and it's kind of just sits there. Doesn't do anything. It's your insurance right. policy against life bringing you crap. Okay. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. then once you've got that, then the second thing you save for is you save for purchases. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to move up in car, you're going to buy a couch, you're going to go on a vacation. You're going to save up and pay for that. And I would do that in a separate account so it doesn't get mixed up with emergencies. 
and mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't sound like you've got anything on the horizon. So if you don't have that account today, that's okay. And then that leaves you how much money? Um, yes, I have 23000 left to do okay. something with. And, and you I put that in a Vanguard my... account, you said. What type of Vanguard? S&P yeah. 500? Um, it's an individual brokerage right now. Okay. All right. I would personally just park it in S&P 500. It's going to do okay. whatever the stock market does. It's not a lot of risk. Okay. Uh, okay. It's not super... Uh, it's just going to do whatever the market does. If the market does good, it's going to do good. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've got a bunch of my personal money sitting in that right now, S&P 500 fund. Mm-hmm. And, and because later on you're going to use that probably for a house in the future, would you agree? Right. Yeah, that's kind of my yeah. like longer-term goal, but it's like I don't have Yeah, but today we're not ready to do that. So we'll just label yeah. that future house fund. Mm-hmm. So the good thing, to, what I'm teaching you to do here is the little bit of fine-tuning to your already good ideas is just labeling these savings accounts. Yeah. Yeah. And then you need to get your Roth IRAs going and have that be part of your budget that you just mm-hmm. automatically each month have it drafted out of your checking account into a good growth stock mutual fund for your Roth IRAs. If you don't have an easy way to do that, click RamseySolutions.com, click on Smart Vester, and you'll find one of the people in the investment world that we endorse in your area that we recommend. They'll have the heart of a teacher, and they'll sit down with you and help you decide what's best for you in this situation. And probably get those that other in Roth IRA that you've already done moved over there as well and get it all moving. But you're really, really, really doing a good job. Yeah, I I love what you just shared with her because here's someone who's already figured out savings. Now we put some strategy to it by being specific. And so she's got the discipline part, and she's going to win big because of what you just laid out. Because now she goes, oh, there's a strategy, not just saving in general, but saving specifically. Yeah, here's what's weird. A natural saver like her, Mm -hmm. someone who saves just because they love saving money. Mm -hmm. And, And certain people, my wife's that way. A natural saver like her will not keep up with a, and an, a person who does intentional investing and labeling of the accounts. That's right. Even though they have a more natural strength in the area, they will not end up with as much money because they, they get their uh, release from just having saved, mm-hmm. even though they did it poorly. Right. And so somebody pushed her to become an investor, yep. not just a saver. Yep. Yeah. That's the difference. Saving is you're loaning money to the bank investing is you're becoming an owner of something that's right and that changes the whole equation when you do that jason is in salt lake city hey jason welcome to the ramsey show thank you how are you guys doing better than we deserve what's up so my wife and i we've been following the the debt snowball program and we've made it to where we just have our student loans and our mortgage um and we're trying to decide if we should sell our house to pay off our student loans or if we should try and figure out a way to uh pay off our student loans um with the interest and everything starting up man that's sad i'm sorry you're facing that how much student loan debt have you got One hundred and ninety-six thousand. ouch who's the doctor or the lawyer uh my wife's a speech pathologist and i do physical therapy hmm. household income over 200 then no, not right now. Um, it's right around 120. Um, Why? My wife's working part-time. We oh. have four children. And so um, I had three from a previous marriage, and we have one of our own as well. And for daycare for all of them, it's about $4,000 a month if we were to put them in daycare. So she's working part-time, and I'm currently working full-time, and we're looking at maybe doing some other side hustle stuff here shortly. 
best side hustle thing she could do is more speech pathology. It pays right, unbelievably right. good. It pays better than yours does. Uh, as, a, as a side hustle so yeah anything we can do to get her doing more of that even if she's doing it at uh, somehow working from home as individual clients or something while the kids are napping anything you can do like that to is get your income up is going to be a good thing um right so the only reason i would sell your home is if i had lost hope that i could knock out the student loans in a reasonable period of time how old are the kiddos what's their right. age range um their age is six months to eight years old okay so, I mean, you got a long four years in front of you. Yes. I mean, when the youngest gets to kindergarten, she could kick it in a lot harder, right? Right. And uh, until then, you're going to be doing this on 100 to 150 a year with four kiddos, little ones to boot. Um, and, you know, if you did 50000 a year for four years, you'd be done, right? Yes. That, but that'd be uh, hard. With our interest rate with it, with our interest rate starting back up, it's over a thousand dollars a month in interest on our first student loans. Yeah, yeah, that's true. One quick thing yeah, I want to challenge a whole, you: that's a whole twelve thousand dollars a year. That's not going to be your problem. Your problem is uh, getting enough cash flow to throw at this as fast as you can. Which, to that end, Jason, really quick sure. challenge. My wife went back to work for a season. We had three kids. They needed, you know, some care. And if you're connected in your community, I'd be looking for an elderly grandmother who's still healthy and loves kids, who's just looking for some side money. You got to see how can we cut from four thousand dollars or almost five thousand a month on daycare to maybe twelve, fifteen hundred. That's a way to allow your wife to work more and cut your costs. Yeah, got to get crazy innovative right now. Yeah, you both took out expensive degrees in areas where you both have the ability to make north of a hundred thousand but it's going to obviously require working to do that so you can clean up the mess but it's going to be you got to get shovels you got to get shovels and that's what we're trying to help you figure out I'm not trying to put her to work i'm just trying to get out get you out of debt without selling your house i'd sell your house as a last resort to answer your question and i don't think you're there yet this is the ramsey show Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.